Welcome to the Washington Church Toledo Podcast. Together, we are learning to encourage one another to walk with God through cultivating a personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. This podcast consists of recordings from our Sunday morning worship services and other teaching events that you are more than welcome to come join us live. Good evening, everybody. Merry Christmas. It's good to be with you and celebrate here with us um, to take the time out of your day, out of the busy schedule and come and, and worship and kind of press pause and, and reflect on the purpose of why Christmas exists. So I just want to share with you just for a moment. And uh, I heard from the Lord through my wife that I should talk shorter than normal on Christmas Eve. So I will uh, respect the Lord's wishes. Mic. All right, I'll, I'll use the mic. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Uh, at Washington, we're in a series right now in the month of December on the prologue to the Gospel of John. And so we've been talking about that in light of you know, Christmas and also our vision statement at Washington that deals with, with who Jesus is and us as disciples of Jesus. And so we're, tonight I'm just going to share a little bit more into that prologue and just share two main verses that I want to talk to you about, but I'll back up and read a couple leading up to it beforehand. Uh, but that's where I'm going to be tonight in, in John chapter 1. This is what uh, God's Word says to us tonight. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. One of maybe the greatest challenges and issues with the spiritual life is that of identity figuring out who we are and chasing after that. We need to form identity because we need to figure out who we are as people, but oftentimes we chase after that identity and then we think that's who we are, or we mistakenly think that that's how God sees us, but that's not the case. And we form our identity in many different ways. As we're growing up as children, it is the toys that we play with. I can remember in my time, it was Star Wars, um, you know, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And then I can remember uh, a time playing with He-Man and then Voltron and many other toys that, that I was into at the time, G.I. Joe. And, you know, you look at our culture and I guess nothing's changed because all those things are now back again in some way. But as I got older into junior high, it became about sports. And so Michael Jordan was kind of a hero of mine. And so I tried to be like Mike and actually... Nike wanted me to be like Mike. It kept telling me to be like Mike. And then I, growing up where I did, I, I got to surf, and so it was Kelly Slater and then Joel Tudor and, and wanted to be like those people. But there's a time in life where you have to come to realize that you're none of those things, that God made you unique and different than all of those things. There's a verse that Paul talks about in Colossians 3.3. He says this, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So that if we're followers of Jesus, if we've given our life to Christ, if Jesus is our Lord and Savior, then our very identity is actually hidden in Christ. 
And that word hidden in the Greek, ironically, is the word crypto. So our future currency is hidden. Who knows what that means? But what Paul meant is who we are, the understanding of who we are to become is actually hidden in Christ. And so there's an element of searching and discovering that has to take place. I remember at one of our staff meetings, um, Bridget, who did a beautiful job tonight, our, our music worship leader here at Washington, tells a story about at her house on Easter morning, they would hide the Easter baskets so they would have to find them. You guys do that too? Is that? Okay. So I decided I was going to do that to my kids uh, without telling them. And so on Sunday mornings, obviously I get up earlier than anybody else. It's Easter Sunday to, to come over here and to get ready. And so I'm, I'm up in the dark and my wife always does an amazing job of getting the baskets ready and putting them out on the table because she's usually up a little bit later than I am. And so I see them on the, on the table and so I decide I'm gonna hide them in really challenging places because my kids are in adolescence and you know, they'll have the morning to, to look for them and we'll see if they find them before they are able to come to Easter service. And so they, they searched all over for them and eventually they find, found them. But there's something about the fact that they know the baskets are there, they know that they belong to them, and they know that eventually they are gonna find them because their father doesn't hide them so they never find them. Their father hides them so that they will find them, and then when they do, they get to rejoice. And there's, so there's something about our identity that's hidden in Christ, and it's not that God doesn't want us to discover it, but I think oftentimes we have the perception that God's just gonna put it in our lap or just leave it out on the table for us to discover, but that doesn't seem to be the, the story of the scriptures. The story of the scriptures is we surrender and then we go on this journey to discover who we are. And on that journey, we become more and more who God wants us to be. And the job of the Holy Spirit that's with us is to strip away all those old things and to say, Jimmy, it's not about G.I. Joe or He-Man or Star Wars anymore. It's about discovering who you are in me. And that becomes the invitation for us. Paul said it another way. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And so there's a journey that we're invited into because most of the time our self-image is created by the world that's around us. And we mistakenly think that that's our true identity when it's not. But when the truth of what God says about us becomes our self-image, then we become free people. And we get to live in a greater freedom than we can ever understand. John goes on to say, he says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He says, believe. Those who believed, those who took on the truth of who God was, that there's something that happens to those people. He says, they receive. Now, this word receive actually in Greek means to take or to receive. It means to receive, but it also means to take. Lombano is, is the word. So there, again, there's an action of, of taking and receiving. And he says, those who believe will, will receive. And then he says, and those have the right to be called children of God. Now, here's an interesting thing about this word. The word right here, everywhere else it's used in the New Testament, it doesn't translate as right. It translates as power. Every other example. When Jesus sends the 12 out and he says, I'm going to send you out and I'm going to give you power and authority to heal the sick and cast out demons. It's the same word that's used here, exousi. And exousi means power. 
And I think they translated it as right because in that culture, if you have the right to something, you have the authority and the power to it and so that you can take it. And there's something interesting in this passage and essentially what's being said is that if you have faith and believe, that you have the right to take what belongs to you, which is your identity in Christ. And you have the right to, to acknowledge and, and discover that you are a child of God. But there's, there's a bo- both and here. There's a journey with our relationship with God and God calls us and there's nothing that we could do unless God would, would call to us. God initiates always, always. But there's a partnership that goes on here. It's not just we stand by and just sit and wait for God to do this work. The invitation is for us to step out in faith, trusting the Lord. And as we step out in faith and are obedient to God, we eventually discover our true identity that's hidden in Christ. And that's the invitation for us. And then John says, if we do that, then we have the right to become children of God. And again, becoming is an ongoing word. It's not an instantaneous thing. It's a verb that actually means it's happening, but it's continuing to happen. And so it's this this journey of faith that we are invited to be partakers in with God. He goes on to say in verse 13, he describes what these children are like or the source of them. It says, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of man's will, but born of God. So we, as children of God, are not literal children born of a bloodline, or are we born of the will of a human being, or of the lust of passion. All the ways that we bring people into this world, John says, that's not true of the children of God. The children of God exist because God willed them to exist. Do you know what that means for us? It means that each and every one of you is wanted by God. Regardless of how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself, God wanted you to be here. God wanted you to exist and God wants a relationship with you through Christ. That's the invitation for us. And I believe that's the greatest gift that we could ever receive is a gift with the Lord. So three things I want to leave you with as we wrap up tonight. Number one, we have to believe that what God says about us is true. And so many of us need to reorient our identity because we've been taking our cues of who we are, who we think we are, from everywhere else except for what God says about us. And that's a struggle. That's a challenge. And one of the only ways to hear what God has to say about us is we need to quiet ourselves and find spaces where we can listen to what God has for us. Otherwise, we'll miss out. Because the noise in the world is so loud and so overbearing. But when we quiet ourselves and we find those places and we come into our prayer closets, we get to hear from the Father and what the Father has to say about us. And a great way to do that is to open God's word and to read and to see yourself in those stories and to see the character of God and how much God loves his people. The second thing we need to do is allow ourselves to form a new identity that removes the old and brings in the new. We all have them. And I can tell you after 40 plus years of life, I'm still working on who I am. And so there's an invitation. It's not just when we're younger and not just when we're children that we're forming our identities, but we're forming those identities for the rest of our life. And the invitation for us is to form that identity based on truth, not based on the noise that we hear around us. And then finally, this identity is hidden in God. We have to recognize that there's a partnership at play here. We don't just sit by and allow that to be downloaded into us. It's not like the matrix. It doesn't work that way. We have to go out and discover it. And that journey of life and trusting the Lord is how we discover it. 
And as we trust God and as we step out in faith and put ourselves in, in positions that we wouldn't normally put ourselves in, when we find ourselves forgiving people we didn't want to forgive and being generous in times that we don't think we can and letting go of things we thought we had to hold on to or, or believing that we don't have to have the things that we thought we once had to have. And all that comes with, with time and age and wisdom. But there's an invitation now at whatever age you're at to say yes to God in many different ways of life. And God begins to slowly, through the power of the Holy Spirit, peel those layers back and surrender over and over and over until you discover who you are. And you discover that along the way. It's the journey. And eventually when we stand before Christ, which we all will, we'll see our true selves reflected back in us. I think it was Teresa of Avila who said, if you find God, you'll find yourself. And if you find yourself, you'll find God. So I carry with that. I, my prayer for each and every one of us tonight as we leave this place is to know the truth of what God says about us, that he's madly in love with us, regardless of who we are, what we think we've done, or what we think we deserve or don't deserve. Those things are not true. What is true is that, that his son laid down his life for us because he was so in love with us, so that we could figure out who we are and live out of that true place. So would you join me in prayer? Father, thank you for this evening that we can gather together, that we can press pause and we can come and hear your word. As we light the candles to conclude this service, Father, may we be reminded of the light of, in the world. Your son, Jesus, who came into the dark places to shine the light, and your word tells us that the darkness could not overcome it. So may we know that is true in the world, but it's also true within us. So may we come to a place where we allow the light of God to shine within us. And may we share that light with all that we encounter, not just in this holiday season, but for the rest of our lives. Father, give us courage to discover who we are. Give us courage to lay down the things that we've gathered, the identities that we've formed and created, to let those go and surrender those to you. And we know it's scary because for some of us, that's all we've ever known. But there's some, something so much greater waiting on the other side. And you promise that you will take us and walk by our side as you did, Jesus, when you were on earth. So we are grateful for the spirit that walks with us. And we are grateful for our relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, email us at office at or go to our website, washingtonchurch.org.